I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the insurance practice. The team at the insurance practice specialise in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant View for more information. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast. My name's Scott Hodge and today I'm joined by the one and only Kenny Winters. How are you doing, Kenny? <laughs> Not bad, you? I'm very well, thanks, very well. Thanks for coming on today to do the Teddy Bears. That's the 10 set questions we have on all things Rangers. I know you've been desperate to get on and get involved with the, with the Gallant View podcast. A bit of context for the listeners. I started uh, a new job with Kenny a couple of months ago and as soon as I met him, he's been nagging me, const- nagging me constantly to get on. Easy for you to say, I just, uh, just might have known it. It would have been a, a podcast, mate. You'd be fucked if it was a video thing. <laughs> I think that's been mentioned a few times already. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be an audio-only podcast uh, for, for a lifetime. But uh, So, Kenny, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, all the other guests that have been on have been, been old coffin dodgers. Uh, and you join us the the tender age of 23 so a lot of different memories um, following Rangers and you wouldn't have experienced or remembered the, the highs of you know Shunis coming in and uh, Smith's first spell and, and Advocate's time at the club um, so how would you describe your time as, as being a Rangers fan uh, growing up and what are your memories? Um, well I, a bit different a bit different then to the guys that you've had on obviously I, I, I can remember starting to watch us um, just towards the end of X era, um, we done that. We won the remember the six one in the last day, one in goal difference. Yeah. Um. So that that was that was the kind of first season that I can remember watching. 
Then obviously up until Walt War Zero ended in what was that, 2010, 2011, McCoy's came in and since but then we've had our trouble, so it's it, it, it's not been ideal. Yeah, it's been really interesting because you've got you've you probably remember the highs of, of going to, you know, Manchester and UEFA Cup final and then you've obviously been at probably your peak of being a not not your peak of being a Rangers fan, but really understanding where it got you know, got put down to the third division. So it'll be really, really interesting to hear your your answers to some of these questions that we've got. I know you've um, you've prepared your answers for that, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you've what you've got for us. And Kenny, you're involved in coaching at the moment with the women's game. Do you want to tell us more about that? And what do you made of the improvements made in the women's game in the past few years? Yeah, so like you said, I'm uh, coaching the women's setup. Um, I'm actually just down the road in Kilmarnock at the moment, coaching. We we'll coach within their academy, but no, definitely the the women's side of the game. I think for for years it was it was overlooked and stuff was said and whatnot. But it's 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 on its way up. I think definitely getting the Scotland team getting to France um, last year. You know, Shelley Kerr's came in and done done a fantastic job with the national team. It's also good to see you know. Um, some Rangers women breaking through into that team now. You know, you've got the likes of Jenna Fife and Goals, Zoe Ness, um on it. Um and they, they actually all played they all played for us last week against Forfar and um Lizzie Arnett scored. So no it's coming on and obviously this year it's not been ideal with the, the pandemic, but there's been investments going in and I know that the, the media side of it starting to get a lot more coverage and, and attention to it. So just need to just need to wait and see. Hopefully now as well with with our own women's team going professional, and um, we can start to dominate the women's women's game as well. Yeah, no, I know it's it's going to be a tough order to to knock Glasgow Glasgow City off their perch. We, we interviewed Demi Vansell on the season; they were very optimistic, and she too echoed the the big improvements in the game. So so positive, and uh, who knows, might see you in charge of the the women's team uh, in the future. Eh? So that's enough for play. We'll move on to the first of our 10 set questions. So, Kenny, kick us off. What is the best goal uh, that you've you've experienced um, for for Rangers? So, it doesn't necessarily need to be the best technique, the best, you know, it can be what it meant to you. What's what's your best goal for Rangers? Um, I I think the best goal. And I might, I might be wrong when I say this, right? I've been wrong before, but I might be wrong. It's your opinion, I, so you're not wrong. No, but I think it's the most underrated goal in our history. You know that? And it's the Tavernier goal. Do you remember Tavernier's volley against Peterhead? Yep. Um, in the Petrofac final. I mean, I, I never hear anyone talking about it. And see, when you watch it, he's got it on the volley. It must be about 25 yards out. He's got it in the volley. It's was past four players in the ball and shoot it to the top corner. No, it was, a, it was a terrific goal. Um, why Why do you think, personally, that goal is not looked upon as, as one of the, you know, about we look, I think, you know, you look at David Cooper's goal against Celtic, you know, years ago, I think that's widely regarded as one of the best goals. But what, do you think it's just for the level of opposition we're playing, the fact that the trophy was, you know, something of a nothing cup? Why do you think it's overlooked? Um... I don't know, mate. The questions get easier because you <laughs> said that it's a nothing cup, right? But talking talking about my time watching us, and especially when when I've became into like my teenage years, and obviously um, being a, being a young adult, apart from the leagues that we're expected to win, 
there with the, the divisions. It's the only silver we've won come decade almost. So I don't think it should be overlooked as a, as a nothing cup. I mean, I need not remind you, we did lose in the final of that cup two years before. Yeah, um, remember getting beat, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think you, but, put, you, you raise a great point in terms of, yeah, it's the, it is the only cup we've won apart from leagues and, you know, as you say, almost 10 years. So it's it should be playing a huge part of our, a huge part of our history. But in terms of going back to the goal itself, it was just, it was, it was brilliant, wasn't it? I think, you know, he didn't let it bounce. He, he caught it in the volley. And um, do you think that goal was a fluke, or do you think he's capable of that? No, I don't think it's a fluke. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think I was actually at the game that day, and obviously at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't catch up. I didn't catch the lead up to it. But watching it back, I mean, the ball's not touched the ground for two, three, four players before him. And see when see when you see him coming down, like you can't just do that as a fluke. Like he knows what he's trying to do. No, no, he meant it. What are you talking about? He meant it. <laughs> I was actually just setting you up to, you know, say he scored over 50 goals. A Rangers player, he's a right back. His numbers this season are incredible. We've seen him hit three kicks, free kick after free kick, which have, you know, his techniques. Don't worry, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> Don't want to ruin it all, do we? So, no. Uh, no, a great goal. And I think you definitely have a point saying that it's. Um, it's very underlooked in terms of the best goals over the past, um, you know, especially like 20 years or so. Um, going into the 2000s, it is very underlooked. So, I mean, see, see, see in today's standards, right? I mean, no disrespect to them, but you think of Hamilton, we've just, we've just done them 8 0 at Ibrox the other, the other week. See if you'd done that now. Are you, can, like, can you imagine Can you imagine the reception it would get if he scored that now? Yeah. No, definitely. I think it's so we're in the championship at the side. Played Peter Head, who might have been championship or League One. I know the League One now, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, if it had been a top flight team, if it had been against a bit of calibre of opposition, you know, Puskas award perhaps. Eh? But we weren't exactly we weren't exactly firing off cylinders in those days. So no, definitely. I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. Right, okay, so we'll move on to, to question two. You've kicked us off with a, with a belter, so I'm going to ask you the strangest place you've watched a, a Rangers game. Yeah, aye, so that, this one this one stressed me out, man. <laughs> obviously, obviously, when I think of this, I'm just like, well, I'll either watch it at Ibrox or just a mate's house or a pub or something, but I remember being in um, Dortmund for the 2016, do you remember that semi-final that went to penalties? Barry McKay scores from Oh, the Rangers Celtic game, aye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I'm over in Germany for that. But wanting to go to Dortmund for years for a game, and fucking obviously that weekend, that, that weekend's the, the the game that, the weekend that we've got that game. But no, I, I get a text, obviously, you have to get the the subway out, because they are the way that Dortmund Stadium works, like, it's in the city of Dortmund, but it's, it's on the out. I mean, yeah. Um, sort of like I brought to Glasgow. So I've came off the subway, I've got a text on my phone, one of my mates, and it's like Kenny with like five Y's at the end. So I'm thinking, what is it? So I've just said like, text back and I was like, oh, what? And he's like, no, Kenny Miller. I was like, what are you talking about? And so I've like turned it on, I've got his goal on my phone. Um, I've seen obviously Miller's put his 1 0 up. So I've just sat in the Dortmund state. I mean, 
Dortmund Stadium signal or doing a sat in their stadium, you know, this, I'm not sure what it holds, 80,000, whatever it is. Um, you've got the likes of Matt Hummels, Marco Royce on the park, and yeah, I'm sat in his goal watching, watching this semi-final. <laughs> a bit of a wasted trip then. I'd have call it wasted. <laughs> no, that's, 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 a, that's a belter. I mean, you look at you know, Dortmund side or something, probably one of their players costs... You know, but twice as much as our full team put together. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Um, did you did you manage to catch the penalties and everything in the in the stadium? Yeah, that, well, that's what I was watching. So we got there probably an hour before kickoff to get you know the usual tourist photos and Coivers and that. Um, we've got in, and then I've caught the second half. Can't, can't remember what the score is, but I've got the second half, and then the penalties for it there, and then. I think I've watched. Joe, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you the Dortmund score that day. I think. I think it was Dino, but I wouldn't put money on it. Money on it. That's a good one. I think you'll need to to go. Well, I, I suppose after the the penalties go in, you're you're absolutely buzzing, and you know. The oh, people... mate, I couldn't give a fuck what the Dortmund score was after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds going to see see a lovely stadium like that and. Dortmund have got a really good crowd, haven't they? Like I don't know, it's like our Union Bears or whatever they're called. Yeah, the yellow wall they call yellow it. Wall, I can, <laughs> can just imagine that bouncing, and you're just on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, keeping on the way, um, keeping on that topic. The next question is best away day um, following Rangers. So, what was your your best away trip with following them? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's my best, but it's the first one I can remember actually being at. Um, it was Queen Park, uh, Queen's Park, sorry, at Hamden, and must have been 2012, 2013. Um, we were sat on the, you know, like the curve with the, on the west stand. They are right in. What do you call it? Like the sections. The the Union Bears were one section to the left. So honestly, it was like. Beirut with the amount of smoke that was going on. I don't know if I can say that, but <laughs> it was like Beirut, the amount of smoke that was going on. I and it was Fraser, we got trivia for you. Fraser is first Rangers goal for us, 1 1 now. That's a great bit of trivia if there's ever a Rangers quiz, I would have to be fair. Yeah. Another wee bit of trivia for you, sorry. Uh, Lauren Shanklin playing, playing up top for, for Queen's Park that day. Oh, fine. It's a, it's a, it's a good. Um... A good, good uh, bit of knowledge as well. I, I do remember that. Um, I think when he got his first cap for Scotland, Andy Robertson posted a. Was he playing that game actually? Um, Andy Robertson posted a, a photo of them both at Hamden and Queens Park top. Now look at them. One's a captain, and one's obviously getting international recognition. So yeah, uh, I don't know if Robertson was playing that game, but I've heard rumours that uh, a wee game that Robertson did play was the Partick Thistle Queens Park bounce game years ago, Scott. <laughs> That's that's right, yeah. So uh, for the listeners, <laughs> to play for for Partick for so many years ago, and um, yeah, the under nineteens, uh, I came against Andy Robertson a couple of times. Had a really strong game against him. One one game, I just think he still looks back in that game and has nightmares when you know, when he's facing Cristiano Ronaldo. I think so. It can't be as bad as playing Scott Hodge and. Well, the game absolutely tore me to shreds. So it's 50-50 on there as well. But, 
you know, he look at the difference he's lining up in the Premier League with the Premier League champions, and I'm I'm doing a free Rangers podcast, so I think we know who's winning, eh? I will. Maybe know who's winning, but maybe in a few years, mate, he'll be lucky enough to have his own podcast. So. <laughs> Never know. No, that's that's great, and I think in terms of the squad, you say Fraser Air, does it not give you shivers thinking about? The, the, the only thing with Fallen Rangers and going to like away days and Ibrox, you, you, what, even if the football shite, I think you're going to have such a good day, Fallen Rangers, but that team gives you shivers that we have, isn't it? I, I mean, you're saying that these guys came on, the old the old coffin dodgers that have been on, saying that they obviously remember the soonest days. I mean, I've got the team, I'll read the team out here for you, right, that played that day. So it was Alexander, Hegarty, Perry, Krubari, Wallace, Crawford, Black, Hutton, Mackay, Jig, and Templeton. <laughs> <laughs> that does, uh, that does uh, send a shiver down your spine, doesn't it? I mean, eight, what was it? Must have been six, seven, eight years watching that shite. <laughs> <laughs> but see, 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 what I said at the start of the show, it's, it's such a, this is why I was so keen to get you on because we, ha- we have people and they were grown up when, you know, as you say, it's, they were growing up with him watching Sunis's team. They were growing up watching Walter Smith's first team as well. It's such a difference when you're growing up and it's not the glory years. You're not you're not winning the league or you know going second. You know when you've been you know going through your you know teenage years and everything. You've been having to watch absolute shit to be honest, isn't it? Uh, well, do you know what? it's not be cliche or anything, but it has I think it's made everyone that's sort of my age and, and experience that thick skinned in that because honestly there's there's I remember leaving Ibrox when they had done this five one with the the Kishinia era. I think that was the same season actually that they done it five uh, one at their place as well. And I I just remember walking away thinking this is fucking this is as low as it can get. Yeah. So yeah, that was um, pretty depressing. Best away day about a, a train into a train to Mount Florida and uh, <laughs> you're there. Um, but that's what it's all about. We want to hear people who are going all over the world to follow Rangers. We want to see people who are are going to Tory County to watch Rangers as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> move on to the next question. The funniest thing you've seen at a Rangers game? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> actually, I've still got the video. For this, I'll send you over because I think this is one of those you had to be there to, to appreciate it things. Um, but oh, it was a game against St. Mon, St. Fermin, St. Mon and St. Fermin, don't know, in 2009-2010. This guy's fallen asleep all about half an hour into the game. So obviously everyone's, you know, as the Rangers games, I mean, somebody sneezes at the wrong time and everyone's in on it. <laughs> everyone's obviously caught into this guy asleep. Fucking just all right. Maybe maybe he's got something wrong with him or that. Um, but no, it just keeps falling asleep. I, I, do you know, mate? I think we've actually scored in the places went mental, and this guy's still head back in the seat, mouth open. <laughs> so it's it's game half time. People are moving about. Nobody's nobody's caring about folks that are not. People are starting to drop ticket bits of ticket, ripping their tickets up and dropping it into his mouth. And then, <laughs> obviously. You know, like when your mate's drunk and you play that buckaroo with him, you just see how fucking far you can take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people, I mean, people are ripping up 
they're getting straws dropping coins you ever seen at the end of that the first Back to the Future Doc Brown turns up and he's got the Mr Fusion he's just chucking all sorts of <laughs> shit into it that's what it was like um, and see, see the worst part of it is like I say we scored and he didn't wake up see even after half time I can't even mind him wake up <laughs> he's probably still asleep in there I <laughs> well, uh, probably so but I mean I, I can't imagine them I can't imagine them waking up I'm, I would have been mortified imagine that imagine waking up and you've got your mouth full of fucking coins fags uh, I don't know <laughs> bits of plastic from the, from the cops tickets oh I know I mean yeah, that'd been one that Walter Smith's era, his second spell in charge. So yeah, yeah. some of the, the some of the football we're playing wasn't the most attractive. But I've never went that far and, and fell, fell asleep at a game. I mean, yeah, I mean I've had, I've went to Ibrox and a few Sundays and Saturday games with, with bad hangover and everything. And with no little sleep, but I've never fell asleep. I think that would be a, be a new low for me. So. <laughs> No, we might if you can send that over to McKenny, we can hopefully can hopefully get that one as well. Um so we can we move on to the next question. So the player you didn't rate but everyone else loved. So we're we're looking for somebody who's really talked up um when playing for Rangers but you just didn't get the get the hype around it. Right. I hope you're ready for an argument here then, mate, because there was two of them that was going to pick. Two, two, but you know, there was an obvious choice actually when I thought about it. But two of them that was going to pick was either John Claude Dashville or Kyle Lafferty. Oof, that is a, a bit of a controversial one. I mean, John Claude Dashville. Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe I'll say to him, coming to the sort of twilight years of his career. I mean, probably twenty eight, twenty nine when he was with us. Um, actually. 31. So, 31. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give him a bit of slack in as well, just because when I was looking up his stats to come on this, his, his record's actually no half bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably just, it was, well, who was it signed him? McGuinn? Or was it Smith? I think it was Smith. Yeah, Walter Smith, yeah. Smith signed him, right. So, no, I'm just going to move on because I can't even defend him then. Um, and then Kyle Lafferty, his first his first spell at the club, I just thought. I mean, right right now, what's what's the most memorable what's the most memorable moment from Lafferty's first spell at the club? If you see anything other than who was it getting Mulgrew sent off, you're you're wrong. Oh, he did he did score some big goals. He scored the the hat trick at Rugby Park when we won the league. He, I remember him scoring against Celtic as well uh, a couple of times, I think as well. So yeah. I, I think you've got a point with Lafferty. I'm going to need to argue a bit with Darcheville. Um, so Darcheville was initially signed to sort of fill the goal because Dado Purcell was leaving. So I think he already had people who were expecting big things from him. At the end, it was a free transfer. He wasn't prolific for us, but he scored some big goals, especially in Europe against us. What what was it you didn't like about Darterville? First of all, was it you know was it just his style of play, or was it the fact he didn't score as many goals as ever? I don't know. I think some players come to Rangers and they hit the ground running, and see from there, see when they do, these guys that come and they go and they they just get off to a flying start. I think they always run over the fans, and then maybe follow down the line if the performances worsen, 
you know, they've, they've got a bit more leeway. I just think with Dashville, again, I, I must have been 10, 11, 12 watching him. So as like a as like a kid Rangers fan, he just never. I don't know what to ask me. I just he just never. He was just, never. I, I I know what you mean. I think I, we've been blessed with so many good centre forwards. So even going before your time, we had Alan McCoy, and then you know just when you were born, we had Michael Moles, who was who was superb. And then even in McClish's days, we had the lights up front of Ronald De Boer, Loving Crantz, yeah, and. Dartsville's not the, the sort of glamour player I think of them, so I think he might have been quite underwhelming. But in terms of a bit of a business, um, from a business point of view, he came in on a free transfer, and I don't think he'd done too much wrong. I think you would ne- you would never criticise him and say he was a bad player, but I, I just think as a you know you look at if we had him nowadays, he would be a he would be a good backup. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying he would be any better than. You know, Itten or you know, Jermaine Defoe or something, but I think he would be that thing. I just think we maybe relied on him a bit too much at times, and um, yeah. So, maybe maybe if he was there now or I was old at the time, I would have my opinion changed. But I just another uh, another got it. But um, I'll answer your question now. And uh, the player player that didn't rape everyone seemed to love was that Joe Gardner. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm I'm with you in this one. I, 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 I don't I don't rate him at all. Um, I still see him nowadays. I think he's doing his trade at Wigan, and I just don't get him. I mean, right? We we paid one point eight million for him, right? So one one point eight million when we got him in, that was that was serious money. I mean, to put that in context, by the way, we paid less for Morelos. So no, absolutely. Joe Garner came out. He scored seven goals in thirty one games, which. We have a championship. That's no good enough. Or, sorry, we see Premiership, Championship, and Premiership. Yeah. Um. That that's no good enough. Um. The season before that, we got McPresson. Obviously, he'd been there for a few years. He scored forty nine goals, one hundred twenty nine appearances. I mean, forty nine goals. I one hundred twenty nine appearances. It's not that good. And to put that in context, that's the first season in five years that he scored more than seven goals. But somehow he's came up here. People have loved him. I mean, almost two million quid he's came up here, right? All he's done that I can think of is score against them in an old firm day, wore a fucking headband for the next six months and had an argument with Little Mix. Right. <laughs> I was going to say that, actually. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Two million quid for that? I, I think if there's any signing that just completely personifies the whole banter years, it's it's him. I, I, I don't get it. Why did people love him so much? No, I, I think you've got a point. I think... Um... I think he was he was a brave player, um, hence the headband. And I think Rangers fans always have an affection to that. You know, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he is. I don't think everybody loved him. Um, but I, I obviously, you know, let you have it. I think people did have an affection to him. He, he, he wasn't really a bit a fan's favourite. You know what I mean? But you look at, you know, the, the strike when that was your moving striker. It was just. We actually had um, Waghorn at that time. Um, yeah, that's right. We moved him out wide, and he was—I I, I didn't get it either. I thought he was useless. Um, you know, you, you look at how far we've came, and it wouldn't even probably wouldn't even get in the Colts team nowadays. You know what I mean? So, I don't yeah, know how he got into that team? I think you say there with Waghorn going out wide. That was that was the days that Windass did spat the dummy, wasn't it? Aye, aye. aye. So. Um, I just think the whole combination of that. I think 
maybe the reason that people got with him is because he was young and when he came up he sort of, he seemed to be sort of how do I word this like him I, I just think back and like him and, and Windass you know they thought they were and Jason Cummins as well they thought they were I don't, I don't think it actually ever hit them the scale of the club that they were at yeah they thought they were coming up here for a easy easy time for, for a party yeah yeah no I completely agree with you he didn't score enough goals he, he, he seemed to just play off the fame a wee bit and he just, if he'd have put more work into his his, um, his football he might have been a bit more of a success but I must say what a song he had out in the charts I did that song to be fair I've never even heard the song in my life before he came out <laughs> so we're going to turn the table over and say we're going to do, give you the Sasa Papach award so it's Rangers Unsung Hero uh, we've named it after Sasa Papach himself, as he is Mr. Mr. Underrated um, in the Rangers jersey. So, who is the player that you, you think didn't get the credit they were due? Right, so, I'm, I'm going to do that, that thing again, where I don't actually an, answer the question at first, but I'll give a wee honourable mention to Emilson Krubari. Fuck off. No, controversy there. No, 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 mate. Not because of his playing ability. I mean, it's, it's, no, that his playing ability speaks for itself. Just because I remember watching a, a Rangers charity Christmas do thing, what the fuck you call it, um, and him and Big B Little Moshies came out and done two touch with each other, and then the, these buds have came out and started salsa dancing with them. <laughs> No way. <laughs> you ever seen this video? Maybe you ever seen this video? It's mental. <laughs> it's, it's still on YouTube. Honestly, mate, search it up. Krabari salsa dance, something like that. We'll come up. Um, that, I'll, I will pull you up there and say he was the centre back this season, League One, that we went undefeated. So, you know. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Different oh, players for different needs. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well. no, I'll, I'll give the award to the current, current club captain, uh, James Tavenier. This is a, it's a bit of a controversial one, so... So you look at how he's playing just now and he's getting a lot, a lot of credit. So what would make you think he was unsung? I think he's one of these players. I've got to watch what I say here, right? Because obviously I love Rangers, love everything about the club. But see the fans, 
especially in a match they make the fans are toxic. Mm-hmm. See when a player's not performing how they how the fans want them to perform. They can't do anything right. And I just think, I mean, there was talk for years about he should be a right winger and fucking he's get pays, he should be a right winger, play him in right mid. Well, no, that's not his fault. And okay, so I'm I'm not going to sit here and say no, he didn't get caught out of position such and such. And it's definitely, you know, we said we were talking there about me coaching, obviously I've came to appreciate the game and understand it more. Now, so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't guilty of thinking, why is he not playing fall up the park than he was? But I just think we we took so long to get a manager and a play style that, that fit Tavernier that we didn't really do him justice for the first few years that he was here. Um, now, sort of looking back on it, I would probably say that, well, the reason that he got caught out of position is because our centre mids, or the two sitting uh, defensive mids, went up to the went up to uh, the scratch. Uh, sorry, went up to par. But I think, I remember we played him, we, we played them, what was it? I can't remember what game it was, but we played, we played someone at right back. Who would that have been? Lee Hodson, maybe? Yeah. Right back. And then we played Tavernier right mid and everyone's like, oh, finally, fucking Mutty's came to the senses and playing him. Well, no, that's not that's not Mutty coming to the senses and playing him at right mid. That was a complete tactical um, move just to stop the pace. Of, I think they had Scott Sinclair at the back uh, on their flank at the time. So I just think he's, he's been playing, he's had the attributes and he's been playing so well the last few years. The thing that used to annoy me um, obviously, I would get frustrated when you know if he got caught in position or he made a mistake, whatever. But see if he wasn't making these mistakes. Let's not lie; he wouldn't be at Rangers. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but the, the thing that used to get me is club captain, and see see when we we would lose or we, we would get set back, he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember the. It was like I think we could beat with Hamilton or something last last season, and it was Andy Halliday was our new sub, and he came out and done the the presser. Yeah, no, that that's that's the thing that used to annoy me. Um, I remember to be fair to him, um, he came out after. Do you remember the game at Rugby Park last year, last year, last season, when we came back from the the Christmas break and we've started really poor, and when within a three or four games that was the league was done. He came out then. And he spoke, and that that was the first time that you know I, I'd heard him speak. I could I could really tell he wasn't just giving his buzzwords. It 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 really seemed as if he was coming, and the pain that he was trying to express was actually how he felt. Um, and then since then, he's obviously he's kicked on. He's broke. I know this was before this, but he, he broke John Gregg's record for the most goals scored in the top flight as a defender. Yeah. Still took stick after that. And when's the last time, I know you're going to disagree with this, but when's the last time you had confidence and faith in a Rangers captain to come on, take the game by Scruffy's next and, and turn it around and actually behave like a captain? Well, Lee Wallace, um, I think he's got a fond affection. I know what you're trying to say. I know you're, I think you're trying to say about who's going to come on and really change the game and rally rally the troops. Is that what you're, the point you're trying to make there? No, <laughs> it's not. I just mean I, I've got full. I mean, I see Tavernier. Obviously, you know, you've got your your Gerrards, who's, who's the face of the, the club now. But from a player's point of view, it's James Tavernier, and he's fulfilling that role immaculately. Um, he's he's face of the club. He's he's, he's he's got a presence. He's 
he's, he's a figure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Whereas I don't think Wallace would have would have came on and had that that ability to sort of turn the game around. And I think in terms of you know Wallace was the reliable, do his job. You know he wasn't spectacular going forward. James Tavernier makes a big, much bigger impact on an offensive front as well. So. The last time I've had a captain like that is Steve Davis or um, Barry Ferguson era. But I mean, I, I love Louis Wallace. I was I was crying when he got brought on for that last five minutes um, for his last appearance. I was that was partially a hangover, but I always ball my eyes out when he came on. Um, that's another story. But um, yeah, in terms in terms of James Tavernier, just a few points I wanted to with what you've said there. So I think. I think you're completely right. I think the best thing to happen, Rangers, and I hate saying it myself, is there's no fans in the in the grounds because the players are are no scared to try new things and and be confident on the ball. And I, honestly, as it, as it pains me to say it, the longer the fans are out, <laughs> outside Ibrox, the better it is for the team. I agree. So, I agree. I agree with you. Um, in terms of Tavernier, I think we've always seen known there's a player there, Rangers fan, uh, Rangers fans. Um, I think it was just the consistency of him. He was he was too inconsistent. It's this season we've seen a solid performance. I mean, Tavernier has been absolutely exceptional in every game this year. Year and um, you know I think you can see that with getting so many man of the matches and Rangers TV coverage when, when we're watching that as well. So um, definitely, but I just think sort of to touch on what you said that even last season, Barisic came in. Those two have been the best fullbacks in the league by miles. For what the last two and a bit years, um, I actually think there's more than that, but I can't be passed with the backlash of people fucking jumping down my throat <laughs> um, on it. So I, I think it's since since I'm embarrassed have came in, I think they've been the best two fullbacks um, in the league by by a country mile. I just think that he he, he really does not get the the credit that he deserves. Tavernier. Um, I mean, think of all the shit that he's been put through with the fans constantly on his back. I mean, we we drop points or we slip up, and who's the first name that you hear being mentioned? James Tavernier. I, I actually thought there was a a song from Rangers fan that said "Fuck sake, Tav." Um, <laughs> when I first uh, first went in to when he was playing. So um, no, it's it does get a lot of. I think he is getting the credit he deserves now, and fans have seen what he actually gives to this team, but. Yeah, because he's not a captain that's screaming at the rest of the, the team, people are not going to be happy. And I think that's more the old old style sort of Rangers fans. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I completely agree he's underrated at the club. Um, but I think he is getting a bit more credit now. So I won't argue with you. I'll let you, let you have that. And we probably won't appreciate him till he, till he leaves Rangers, to be honest with you. And we get fucking Lee Hodgson in again or something. You know what I mean? The, oh. the next... Lee Hodgson sunning through the door so um, oh, no. I hope he's there for, for a good few years yet so <laughs> he'll be a tough player to place and we actually just discussed this in a recent podcast as well he's probably our most most important player and the player we can't afford to take out the team at the moment mm. so I, I completely agree with you well that's enough on James Tavernier unless you've uh, you've got him in one of the following questions to be fair I, wait a minute I'll just take someone and ask him if he wants me to <laughs> To big him up anymore. Young commission was James Tavernier. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the, the biggest Rangers regret. So this can be a game you've missed, something Rangers didn't do. It's a very big question. So I want to hear about the, the thing that you wish you the Rangers the, would have done. Sign Louis Moult. 
Are you in the wind up with this podcast? Uh, Emerson right. Kamala Valley and uh, <laughs> Lumo. Right. Get you know. Right. Right. Just fucking you sit there and listen to this, right? Pedro's came in. He signed the likes of Carlos Pena, Dalcio, Dorans, Cardoso, Alves. Less, least said about them, the better, right? He signed, to be fair to him, he's made some good signs. Daniel Kandias, Ryan Jack, obviously um, Morelos. Yeah, he's doing no bad these days, so. <laughs> Do you know, there, there was some positives there with him, but he signed that Eduardo Herrera. I think he was just over here on a fucking holiday. I mean, he posted more Instagram pictures over here than he did, did get games. Do you know that? Did he actually, yeah? Aye, he posted more photos on Instagram of him in Glasgow than he got games for us. Um, he just heard there was a Spanish-talking contingent coming over to Glasgow. It would be a good laugh, <laughs> into it? They had Morelos, they had uh, Bruno Alves, and they just thought it was a, a party, didn't they? Aye, he was... Uh, what was he from? Mexican, the, the Mexican Joey Gardner. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, William Moult, right, that... I mean, 15, 16, 38 games, 15 goals. 16, 17, 31 games, 15 goals. And 17, 18, is, is, yeah, he's moved to Preston um, in January, where unfortunately he's not really seemed to uh, have got going. But 15 games, 8 goals. Tell me that he wouldn't have been better than Herrera. No, I think he would have. I think um, it's obviously how you, you know, you obviously think he's a good player. I think he's a decent player as well. I would never have him as a number one number one striker, but I look at the backups we've had over the past few years. Jason Cummins, Herrera, as you said, not particularly, you know, they didn't really like like the header apart in, at Rangers. Um, so I completely agree, it'd been a good option to have. I wonder if Morelos would have went on and had the impact that he would have had if we had Flame out there, if he was our number one striker. I'm not saying he wouldn't have, but... Um, I don't know. Am I, am I right in thinking... That well, what the whispers were when they first came across was Herrera was meant to be Pedro's number one, and Morelos would be the backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> fucking hell, man. So, so I, I mean, imagine, imagine that happened. I think the thing with Morelos is he's obviously yeah he's young, but he's obviously got the got a good idea of where he wants to to go in his career. So I don't I don't think that he would have. I don't think that he would that would have slowed him down or anything. I just think it would have been a lot more beneficial and a lot more competitive if we had Morelos, Moult and, and Miller for choice. Yeah. Um, at that point rather than Morelos and Miller and then they know that this Herrera. I mean, he's not really gonna get he came on for a few cameo appearances, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but he was I, never really gonna get get going. I think it would have been a good addition. He was a good age as well when he done very well in the Scottish League. I think nowadays I'm not saying that you know, attend well, in fact, I will say, I think attend more better options now, but I think in terms of Louis Moe, who'd have been a great addition at the time, whether he'd be here or not now, I, I very much doubt it. I don't think he's, he's, he's that's, you know, Rangers style of play, but I think he would have, he would have been a good, great, uh, great addition to the team. I know, I don't think he would be us. If he came to us, I don't think he would have still been at us. Um, no. We would have lost money on him and he, he would have scored goals in Scotland for us. Whether he'd have done, done it in a European level, whether having him would have prevented us from getting beat from progress, I don't know. But um, I think he would have scored goals in a domestic front, <laughs> a domestic front for us. So on yeah. that point, I think you've got a, a good case. 
Yeah, I mean, I still think he could come up here and do a job for 10 teams in the league. Yeah, no, I think he could. I think he's a very... He don't play in the championship at a decent level um, without being a bad player, so... No, apart, I mean... Apart from Joey Gardner. <laughs> no, I mean, like, obviously, the 10 teams that we've got, I mean, Morelos and you've got Roof, um, Defoe doing it for us, then you've got, like, Zab Brophy doing it for Kilmarnock, so honestly, mate, I, I think the other, the other teams... In this league, he'd, if he didn't get, he'd walk into most of them, and if he didn't, he'd, he wouldn't be that far away from from doing that. Yeah, especially yeah. if he could hit the form that he did when he was at Motherwell. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that was an interesting choice, anyway. But uh, we'll we'll move on, and I'll, I'll take your argument on board. I'll have a wee look out for him in recent weeks, and, and give you if he's scored or not. So, um, so we we'll move on to your favourite Rangers song. So, what would you what would you class as your favourite Rangers song? Yeah, I think football songs are cringy as fuck. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, all of them. Um, I like the ones that the ones that aren't the ones that aren't actual songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like could you imagine just with your pods in or whatever and just listening to like? I mean, I was going to say Penny Arcade there, but could you imagine that? That's <laughs> obviously that's a, an actual song. But could you imagine just having your earphones in, fucking walking along the street listening to? The blue bells are blue or something. You'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it with this at this current moment in time. I'll give it to um, "Love It Up" by Mental Is Anything because this is this is the first the first actual feel good fucking season in a long, long time for us. So it's good, uh, always good to be I, reminded of that. I think Neil Lennon's getting the brunt of that song just now. That's actually a karaoke number of mine as well before. <laughs> All that came so no I'm not going to argue with that it's it's always good but I, I think we need to be in a good place for that song to to have any effect really so yeah I'm looking forward to the pubs opening Loudon part you know we got to Partick after the games and you know having that song blare over the the, the speakers no I, I get that as well um I know you were saying uh, a manager there's getting it tight at the moment. I can't give a fuck what he's getting at the moment. All that, all I care about is we're winning, we're playing well, and um, that's what that song's playing. So <laughs> that's a good choice. I wasn't expecting that either. I think yeah, I thought that when you've answered these questions, I think you're trying to take the piss, but you've you've argued them all well. So you've <gasps> put a bit of thought into it. So would I take the piss? <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so the penultimate question of the the Tenny Bears. So if you could relive one Rangers match, a moment or a day in your in your lifetime, then what would it be? Yeah, fucking skid to answer this one now. The Rangers six ones in Fermland in uh, May two thousand and three. What do you mean take it to piss? <laughs> <laughs> May, May two thousand and three, the six one against the Fermland where we won the league on goal difference. As I say, it was the first league that I can remember um us winning. Um, I think who we were. In fact, Kilmarnock. We playing the Kilmarnock were at Rugby Park, weren't they? Playing them that day. So Celtic were at Rugby Park. Yeah. Uh, aye, sorry, that's what I mean. So Kelly were playing them at, at Rugby Park. Um, obviously, it's, it's went down in goal difference. It's 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 just because obviously now I think back and that was a fiftieth league title and I, I knew I knew what. Well, I knew what it was, but I didn't understand what it was. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. At, at the time, so I just wish I could go back and 
I mean, you think of some of the players that scored in that, that day, like Michael Moles and Avaladze, Claudio Canicia, De Boer. Um, I remember, do you, do you remember Arteta's penalty to make it six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. One of, one, of the, one of the first memories that I've got of, of supporting Rangers, actually, is whoever was on commentary that day saying, um, waiting for Arteta to, to take that, seeing Ronald De Boer's at the touchline, he can't look. Yeah, no, I know. I think there's a few, especially Rangers supporters, not been able to look. Uh, yeah. Just an un- unbelievable, um, unbelievable game and set of circumstances. I mean, I didn't think we'd, be, we'd see something see something like that again in their lives and I'd be very surprised if I'd, I've never heard of a game going to that as well um, no, it, it was a fl- it was a flicking back between obviously our game and the, the Kilmarnock game there and um, do you know what, me I, I can remember I must have been six at the time I'd just moved um, back to Scotland from uh, Canada I lived in Canada for um, four years or five years whatever it was um, I moved back and I just remember my family all huddled at Maybe not huddled. <laughs> uh, remember my family all, family all, all sat around the TV. <laughs> remember my family all sat around the TV. They're um, watching it. And I just, yeah, just that, that moment. Obviously, the, the pictures when, I don't know if, if you remember, McLeish has been told that that's the, that's it one. And then Ferguson oh, lifting the trophy. You can't. Um, uh, I know. It's, um, it's, it's almost iconic just when you see that we've won the league and Barry Ferguson is beaming like a wee, wee boy, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, I remember just going on that point, you made about the coverage, remember? I think it was BBC it was on and it was like there would be a goal uh, coming through from, from uh, Rugby Park and you would just see it coming up in the bottom of the corner and you were just like, oh no. And it was just, it was so, it was like a game of, it was like a game of t- table tennis. It would just get pinging back, you know, we're going to win the league. It was just uh, unbelievable. And do you know what I loved about that? I think we scored, we scored really early on in that game and they were running, like you, have, you hardly ever see that. They were running to get the ball back to mm-hmm. now you know, get running to get the ball back, turning it to, to the middle of the part. I mean, to be a Dum Dumfermline player in that that day must have been absolutely brutal. No, I can imagine and do you know, the thing from that as well, obviously in my mind, um, the old legends of the club, but see just in general terms, uh, that's that full team now, or most of them, I would say ninety percent, are they not all classed as, as club legends? The the players that played that day? I, I think so, yeah, yeah. I think you've you've got a point. I think from every one of them, um, you know, Mikel Arteta. I was only there for a, a brief time, but I, you look at the lineup that day with De Boer, uh, Ferguson, um, Arvalads, Moles, Kloss. Yeah, Kloss. Uh, Rickson was playing. I think. Am Russell. Yeah, Am Russell. Yeah, so no, definitely, it was a very successful time. It was just about the time where we. With a few advocate signings and McLeish had brought in a few players as well. So, mm-hmm. no, a great day. We've discussed it um, throughout the, the gallant few, and it's it's just an absolute special day. Um, it's hard to, I think that day is a lot more special than the, the helicopter Sunday one. I know we weren't expecting that one, but for 50 league titles, it's just amazing. So, no, that's well, well that's that'll always be the first that I've seen, so that'll. That'll always be my, obviously the most special. I think if, if we if we do it this season, um, not getting ahead of myself yet, but if we do it this season, that will that will be right up there as well. Yeah. Um, just in terms of you know what, you. what that would yeah well, where I would rank it. Yeah, brilliant. 
So the last question of the Teddy Bears is if you could go for a pint with one manager and one Rangers player of your choice, who would it be? Uh, so yeah, so the player I mentioned just a minute ago there, Amor, so favourite player of all time. Um, nobody even comes close for me um, as, as to where, as to my favourites. Um, so just, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can't even tell you one specific reason um, as to why or as to why I'd pick him um, but that, that definitely would be it and then the manager maybe maybe the, the obvious choice Gerard. yeah no I think that's a that's a good choice um, just just to beg him to not fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I think uh, that would be a be a good night out um, in terms of that I thought you were actually going to say Emerson Kerr Kerbali or whatever I mean. Kerbali. Kerbali, yeah. Um, no, but I think, uh, you know, that'd be good. Um, a, a night out with that, you know, I think that would be a red wine sort of, sort of evening in a, in a fancy restaurant. I don't think you would be able to get away with some of the dives in Paisley you go to. So, uh, I don't know, mate. Gerard has scouts. So, I would, be, I would be checking my pockets to see he's no dipped them before we left. <laughs> no, I think that would be good and, yeah, you could you could tell um, you know you'd have some some highlights for for Amoruso's time certainly about um, you know the, I'd love to know with Amoruso the the three two they that they had um, in the the, cup, the Love and Crants Cup final and you, you could just quiz Gerard about you know the current affairs and who's impressing them and how how confident he is there as well. So, oh I, mate, I see his accent. I wouldn't give a fuck what you're saying. I just sit and listen to him for hours. <laughs> No, two absolute legends, and yeah, um, I, I don't think anybody would argue with, with their choices as well. So perfect. No, thanks very much, Kerry, for for coming on. I hope I hope you've enjoyed your your time here. And it's as I said, it's been really interesting hearing hearing your memories. You know, I'm just a few years older than you, just you know, sort of four. So I remember everything that you've all the memories you've been you've been telling. So it's been it's been wonderful to to find out a bit more about your time following Rangers and, and participating in the Kenny Bears or the Kenny Bears will we say Kenny Bears that's it that's... <laughs> you know, no. see, see the thing is you haven't even put that on to try and, to try and get a laugh in there at the end that's how you are that is your fucking jokes and my jokes are that's as, that's as good as I'm going to get <laughs> for my comedy so no thank you Kenny for joining and uh, thanks to all the listeners for listening if you are want to get involved please get in touch with us on our social media I would love to hear your stories following Rangers we are on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and um, thank you again for Kenny for taking part take care cheers Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.